Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I think you've done it, but I wanted to, uh, I was thinking while Nicole was doing the offering, I was thinking having everybody stand up and shake off the holiday, whatever it is. And uh, let's break out, get ready, let's go, you know. Uh, sometimes we can get on holiday and we get sluggish. And we literally, we get sluggish not only physically, but mentally and spiritually as well. And it's a time to jump in. <laughs> anybody, did anybody feel the sluggishness of the holidays? Anybody, I think a lot of people were just like, you know what, I'm ready for a break. You know, 2020 was interesting, I'm ready for a break. And so they just went all all in on sluggishness. And uh, I don't think, I realized uh, this week, besides a couple of times, I don't think I left the house this week. I was like, I ain't doing nothing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting. And I noticed uh, yesterday, I was like, man, my back's hurt. I was like, yeah, because I ain't done nothing. Just sat there all week. And uh, I, I was like, all I did, but I did do a lot of study, did a lot of prayer. I really feel like uh, you know, today or last night really started the fast uh, for us, and I really feel like, though, I've really started about a week ago just from the fellowship with God. And uh, if you haven't heard yet, uh, we're doing a 21-day fast, and I'm asking all of you, uh, not necessarily telling you, but asking uh, with purpose. <laughs> I want everybody to participate in the fast somehow, some way. Please, Amen. Glory to God. That, that's my that's my nice telling. Please, <laughs> please. I want you to participate somehow, some way. And before you flip out about that, uh, I got some stuff to tell you today. We're going to talk this morning about supernatural increase through fasting. Supernatural increase through fasting. And this week on the Lunch Plus broadcast, all week. I'm going to be talking about fasting. And the first thing I'm going to do tomorrow is five things most people don't know about fasting. Five things, and here's what I'll, I'll clue you in on. It's easier. It can be easy. Did you know that fasting can be easy? You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what most people are like. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I should amen you on that one, Pastor. Did you know fasting can be easy? It truly, truly can. And I'm going to share that uh, this week and share how to. It doesn't mean that you won't feel it, and it doesn't mean uh, that you won't accomplish some things. But there's a way to enter into the supernatural while you fast. We're going to talk about just a little bit this morning, but I'm going to share these things. I'm going to share the benefits of fasting in detail. Uh, we're going to share how, what types there are. And uh, a lot of people, they just hear the word fasting and their brain goes, and we're done. And what's, what's happening on my phone, you know? Uh, they, they hear that. Don't. 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 Fasting is a supernatural tool that God has given us. And it's, listen to this, it's just like any other thing that God gives us. If he gives you something to utilize, he'll give you the provision to use it right. He will help you do it. But see, most people think it's all them. And because they think that, then that's what it ends up being. They end up being, oh, this is all me. And it's 
heavy and hard, but don't you know it's not supposed to be heavy and hard, right? It's supposed to be easy and light. Did you know you can have easy and light even in the middle of fasting? It's true. You can get to the place where you get done, even with an extended fast, and be sad that it needs to come to an end. You can be sad. Actually, you, I, and I see some people looking at me like, whatever, Pastor. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. You get to the place where you miss it, where you long for it. Why? Because it becomes easy and light. And so don't just close your, you know, close your mind down when the word fast comes out. It is a four-letter word, but it's not that kind of four-letter word, all right? Fast is, fast is a great supernatural tool that God's given us, and I'm going to give you some points. One of the first things that you always need to do about fasting is before you get physically hungry, get spiritually hungry. If you want to make it through a fast, then you need to be spiritually hungry. And if you're not spiritually hungry, then you need to ask yourself why. And if you're not spiritually hungry, then you need to fast more than ever. <laughs> they work hand in hand. See, I just um, I said the topic this morning is fasting. Everybody's like looking at me like, well, take away my food. I'm not doing it. You'll do it to yourself. <laughs> You'll do it to yourself if you understand it and if you desire the things of God. If you desire the things of God. So one of the things I want us to look at, uh, let's look at this. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 and 8. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 and 8. At the end of verse 7, it says this, On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Now, is this a command? Yeah, this is a command form. On the other hand, purpose yourself and discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. So as Christians and as believers, are we supposed to discipline ourselves? Absolutely. So at what point should we stop disciplining ourselves? So when I say that four-letter word, fast, and your, and your mind and your body goes, ah, right? What's the first thing we should do? Shut up, flesh. Everybody say it with me. Shut up, flesh. There you go. That's good. See? You taught all your kids, don't say shut up for us so long, and then pastor gets up here and tells you to say shut up. All right, do it again. Ready? Shut up, flesh. Yeah, that's a great line. You should learn that and utilize it often. That is a really, really good line. Shut up, flesh. You know, and what's funny is you know, sometimes you need to say it on the inside because when somebody says something bad to you and you go, shut up, flesh, that's probably a bad time to do that, right? <laughs> Probably don't want to do that. I know, I know you have those moments throughout your week in the workplace, in the church foyer, you know, yelling, shut up, flesh, at that moment. Probably kind of shows your hand. So you might, it shows what you're dealing with. You might want to refrain a little bit. But on the inside, shut up, flesh. 
And so as soon as you hear the word fast, I know what happened, same thing that used to happen to me, and still every now and then it still happens. I hear the word fast and my flesh is like, you know, and, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden we need to say, shut up flesh. Why? Because fasting is a supernatural tool to bring the supernatural into your life. It's a tool that God's given us. It's a tool that the Lord has given us. And the Lord has told us to discipline ourselves. Let's read this uh, last part of the verse again. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. So if you don't discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, who are you being disobedient to? And is fasting a discipline for the purpose of godliness? Yes. So when we fight against the very disciplines that God has set out to help us purpose for godliness, we're doing exactly opposite of what he told us to do. And so because most people have had a mental state that they don't like fasting, then immediately they set themselves on a course to miss the supernatural. Because they have a mindset against fasting and they've allowed that mindset to be there, they immediately set themselves on a course to miss the supernatural destiny of God. How many people want to, you just would tell me right now, I want to miss my supernatural destiny with God. I want to miss it. But if you have a mindset against fasting, you're already doing it. I don't want you to do that. My goal is that everybody here in this, either here in this place or online, is that they would con, uh, start to consider how they can increase a fasting in their lives. How can you increase utilizing the tool of fasting in their lives, right? How can you increase it? What we want to do is say, do you realize that we are not supposed to set still? We are not supposed to set still. We're supposed to move on. We're supposed to increase. If you set still in business, we had a saying, if you sit still, you're going backwards. If you're not going forwards, you're going backwards. And it, it works the same way in the believer's lives. If you're not going forward and increasing, you are going backwards. Luke chapter 2 and verse 52 says, Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He kept increasing. In Acts, it says, let me find which verse it is. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 22, it says, and Saul kept increasing, Acts 9.22. Saul kept increasing. See, this is a spiritual principle. But here, let me ask this question specifically about fasting. When's the last time you fasted more than you ever had before? When's the last time you broke into a new place of increase in your fasting? And if you don't break into a new place of increase in your fasting... How are you going to break into a new supernatural destiny when that's the tool, one of the tools that God's given us? See, I don't mind at all. I told somebody the other day if, if uh, all of the church did like a six to six fast, I said I would be thrilled with that. I'm not sitting here you know, necessarily trying to get everybody just to eat no food for the next 21 days. And if you just start, the key is are we
we increasing? Are we moving forward? Are we, you know, are you skipping any meals whatsoever in that way? And there's different kinds of fast. So a lot of times you'll say fast and people are like, oh, I can't do that. Well, if you say you can't, you can't. If you say you can, you can. So you're, you hang yourself right there and you disconnect your supernatural simply by confessing the wrong things over your life. But when you will actually say, I can do all things, right? I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things. With God, all things are possible. That's what led me to do the first 40-day fast and what led me to do the second 40-day fast is because I realized if he's calling me to it, I can do it. It wasn't that I wasn't challenged. I was challenged in it. But because I had the mindset of faith, I was fasting by faith. I was fasting, extended fast, by faith. When's the last time we applied faith to fast? And what generally happens is we'll talk about fasting and immediately our mindset goes, I can't do that. I work all the time. I was working during that 40-day fast, no solid food. I was coaching soccer, running around with the kids every day practically. Running around with them on the soccer field, working full time, took about three or four trips and had two birthdays in the middle of it. In the middle of the 40-day fast. And still had no solid food. I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> That's one good thing about fasting. If you do it right, it makes you look better. Just go with that. <laughs> Just go with that. I'm looking forward to 21 days from now because I put on some winter fasting weight over the holidays. I need to get it off. I stored up so I'd have something to draw from <laughs> in preparation. You want some more? You want some more of that banana pudding? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. How much you want in your stocking? A lot. <laughs> Storing up for the fast. Now, that's actually not a good way to do it, but I did it this year. So, Anyway, it's actually something you don't want to do is set a bunch of bad habits right before you go into a fast because then you feel uh, those things missing stronger. But, uh, you know, I felt like a challenge. So. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Listen to this. Bodily discipline is only of a little profit. Now, I want you to see this. Bodily discipline is a profit. Some of us need to work out. This guy. Some of us need to work out on it. Bodily discipline is a profit. That's the Bible. But what does it say about spiritual discipline? It says, but godliness is profitable for all things since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So when we go into fasting, we're putting on a spiritual, we're putting into application a spiritual tool and we're moving into godliness and God says this, he promises us this, that when you fast because it is a piece of godliness, it will be profitable in every area of life now in this time and in the time to come. How many people could use some help in your life? 
I see a whole bunch of fasting hands. Why? Because when you, when you need help in your life, there's a way to profit. Go after godliness, and fasting is established as a godly thing. You want help in your life? Fast. Fast. You want help in your life? Fast. Watch this. Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10. I was listening to uh, Ted Shellsworth Jr.'s uh, broadcast the other day, and he said he felt like the Lord told him to speak this word everywhere he goes right now. Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10. As soon as he read it, it really struck a chord with me, and I knew I needed to speak it this morning. You ready for kickstart with Teddy and I? It's going to be awesome starting in February. Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10. Hear this. Say to the righteous that it will go well with them, for they will eat the fruit of their actions. Now this is not a complicated verse, but I'm saying to you this morning, it's going to go well for you. Why? Because you're going to take the right actions, and as you take actions, those things will cause it to go well. I want you to see this. What is this verse telling us? God's plan for us is for us to have things go well. But his plan for us is to make decisions that, and actions, take actions in the path of wellness. In other words, what you do will determine how well you do. What you do, it's, sim it's simple. It's a big if. This verse is a big if. If you will draw on me, I will empower you to do great and mighty things. If you'll draw on me, I'll empower you to do great and mighty things. But the question is, as soon as, see, we turn off, as soon as we hear words like fast, and all of a sudden, as soon as we hear that word, we go, see, with that Christmas story, when I go like that, it works better. It's more effective. I did it for a preaching point. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so when we fast, when we fast, it sets us on a course of doing well. And we need to be set on a course of doing well. We need to say, look, in other words, what God's saying in this verse is, your future is determined by the decisions and the actions that you take. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What kind of breakthrough do you want? What kind of breakthrough do you want? I can tell I hadn't preached on fasting to you. Y'all are awfully quiet this morning. It's the holidays. It was, it was the holidays. That's what it was. I'm sure it has nothing to do with fasting. What kind of breakthrough do you want? Close your eyes right now. Not for too long. I'll wake you up in a second. Close your eyes. What kind of breakthrough do you want? Let's ask this question. What kind of breakthrough is available? What level a breakthrough is available. Where can you be in God? God's not withholding any good thing for those who walk uprightly. 
What kind of power can you walk in? What kind of, what kind of provision can you have? What kind of supernatural breakthrough can you have? What kind of glory can you carry? Do you believe or don't you believe that God could break through every trial and trouble? Do you believe or don't you believe that your life could be easy in life? Do you believe or don't you believe that you could literally carry healing power in your hands, the glory of God, and when you pray for people, they can be healed? Do you think those things just come? There's a price, and Jesus paid the price to open the door to get us the grace to walk them out. To get us the grace to fulfill them. But there has to be somebody that decides. I will be that person. And then when they decide and set their heart to go after godliness, God will fill the tank of provision to cause them to be able. They're not able until they decide in their heart, I want this and I'm going after it. But once they purpose in their heart, God fills the tank. Yeah, at your business, at your business, Chris, uh, Jared works for you. If you send him on a trip two hours away to work on something, do you make him pay for the gas? No. You pay for the gas for him to go and do that work, right? Well, do you think God's any different? He's asking you to do something for his kingdom. He's asking you to fast. He's asking you to do whatever. Do you think he's going to not put the gas in the tank to help you? He's going to give you what you need to be able to do it. The issue is if Jared says, oh, my gosh, Chris asked me to go two hours away and work on this thing. I can't do that. I don't, what does he think I have? The extra, extra $40 of gas to get up there and back in this big truck just in my pocket? I can't do that. That'd be too hard. I don't even have it on me. Well, then he'd never get the work done even though he would have paid for it. Because in his mind, he's seeing the thing standing in the way. As soon as he says, go do this, his mind shuts down because a mind is set, it's not possible. But if he'll say, okay, yeah, I'll go do it. And Chris will say, all right, here's the money. But until he gets it set in his mind, he's going to be a bad employee. But when he gets his mind set correctly, whatever you tell me to do, I know that you will empower me to go do. Now he becomes a good employee. He becomes a good ambassador of the company. And he can do all things that Chris will empower him to do. It's the same way with God. What do you want to get done? Are you seeing the negative side of things, how to stop and not do something? Are you looking for ways how to do it? See, what started to drive me, remember what I said a second ago, before you get hungry from not eating, you need to get hungry for the things of God. What kind of breakthrough do you want? See, all of, all of Boomerang's existence, we've had the power of God flowing. We've seen people healed. We've seen people delivered. We've seen people born again. But I was up here preaching some years ago and still having all of this fruit, but it just wasn't on the level that I knew in my heart it could be. 
there's something missing. Something's missing. I don't know what it is, but something is missing. Something's missing. It was good. If you compared us and other churches, we looked good. Our numbers are good. Our, our healing, our power, it's all good. But yet I knew, I just knew something's missing. Many people, that's the way you've been feeling about your life. There's more, and I know there's more, and I'm telling you this morning how to get it. When I started, the Lord started conveying a thought to me, and he said this, what do I call normal? Not what do you call good, not what do you call great, not what other people call good and great. God said this, forget about what people think, what do I think? What does God think? What is God calling normal? You want to give, me, give you an idea? What God calls normal is when you go into, like in uh, Genesis 26, when you step into a land and the people have to tell you, go away, you're too rich, you're too powerful for us. That's what God calls normal. What does God call normal? We're doing, you know, reading through the Bible in 90 days. Yesterday we were reading about uh, Jacob and Rachel and Laban. And all of a sudden, uh, Jacob comes in, and as long as Jacob is there, everything he puts his hands to prospers. The blessing of God was so normal on his life, Laban realized, i got to keep this guy around, because as long as he's around, our business flourishes. This is normal. How would you like to not only, not only be around somebody, but be carrying that yourself, where things become normal? What was normal to God? The, the apostles walking by somebody in the distance of their shadow and then being healed, 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 healed. You know, and we, we've started to see even that where we'll step, you know, I'll step in front of somebody to pray for them. All of a sudden they're like, woo-hoo, and I hadn't even touched them yet. I just stepped by them. You're carrying an overflow of the glory of God. This is what God calls normal. There's so much of God pouring through you. Your life changes and it starts changing the lives of people around you too. What does God call normal? Pouring out his glory on Moses so much so that physically he started to glow and not because of lights. The normal of God. Who's that available to? I said, who's that available to? Every believer. See, we've got to become the people that says, I'm not going to leave that sitting on the table. If it's available, I have a responsibility to walk in it. That's what believers ought to be doing. And all of a sudden you start realizing what's normal to God and the goodness of God and the level that God's operating on all of a sudden. All of a sudden you start to go, I want that. I've got to have that. What does it take, Lord? Discipline yourself in godliness. Discipline yourself in godliness. Discipline yourself. That means when somebody says, hey, let's pray, your brain doesn't shut down. When somebody says, hey, let's fast, your brain doesn't shut down. When somebody says, let's go to church, you know, and you're here this morning, but you know what 
much of the church world is dealing with, I don't really feel like it this morning. You're here, which is awesome, and I celebrate that, and that's awesome. But, you know, who of us has not had that moment where we're like, I don't, I don't feel like going this morning? All of us. We've all had that. I don't feel like going this morning. And so we'll put it off when God gave us a direct command to not forsake it. Don't forsake the assembly, and yet we'll put it off. See, we've got to get to the place where we say, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do, because I've got to have your normal. I've got to have the will of God done on this earth, in my life, around me, as it is in heaven, where there's no lack, there's all provision, there's no sickness, there's all healing. There's the anointing that breaks every yoke. I've got to have it, and, and we've got to get it in us so much so that if nobody in Boomerang did it, including me, you would. Like, I'm happy if all of us go after God, but the truth is, even if none of you go after God, I'm going after him. I'm going after him, and we've got to get that inside of us. Nothing's going to stop me because Jesus has laid What's normal to God on the table, it's a blessing that's released, and I'm not going to stand back and let it sit there and go unused. I'm going to be one. If nobody else does, I'm going to grab his glory. I'm going to grab his goodness, and I'm going after him. Before you get hungry from not eating during fasting, you got to get hungry for the spiritual things of God. Lord, I want your normal. Just close your eyes for a second. Do you want this normal? Do you really, really want it? Do you really want it? The normal of God. See, a lot of times the problem is people have never experienced it or they don't, they haven't experienced the normal of God from people around them or they've never seen it in their lives, or they don't believe what God actually has told them in their word. And so what they consider normal is what the world has taught them. Well, things are okay, and they're a little bit better, but they'll never get great. That's a lie. They will get great. Do you want great? Do you want his normal? Do you want his glory filling you and overflowing you so much that it starts to spill out in your workplace, in your home, in the people that are around you? Do you want his normal, his glory, his goodness, the goodness of God? And the thing is, we should want it just because he saved us. Lord, what you did for me by saving me is enough to motivate me for the rest of my life. I will not be held back. And I won't shut down my thinking because somebody says a word like that. Lord, I want you. All right, Lord, you've told me, you've told me to fast. You've told me to. You've told me to discipline myself. Now I trust you to give me the power to get after it. And what you'll find is God will give you exactly what you need. He'll give you the supernatural strength. But we got to get hungry. I remember I started meditating on this, and I was thinking on it. I went to a meeting over in Charlotte, and Lou Engel was there. And if you know Lou Engel, um, when he prays and feels the anointing, uh, he, he does this, um, and I like it. He'll, 
and he does this, and, he, and he's praying, and that's how he prays, and when the anointing's flowing, that's what he does. And he was talking, and he's talking about fasting, and sure enough, he started doing this. I was like, oh, it's on now. He's doing that. And uh, he started praying, and he was talking about fasting. I could hear, I knew the Lord had been drawing me to something. You ever sense that? I knew the Lord's drawing me to something. He's, he's taking me up. The Lord's, the Lord's calling. He's drawing me up to something. He's saying, look, I don't want you to sit there. I don't want you to stay. What does he want us to do? Increase. Move forward. Go ahead. Many of you have done great and mighty things for God, but it's time to go ahead. This is a year to go uh, further than we ever have, to run faster than we ever have. This is a year to go all out for God and see the supernatural of God. And we got to get it on the inside of us. I won't be held back. I won't be held back. And Lou started talking about fasting. And immediately he started talking about extended fast, you know, more than a week. And I knew, I knew in my heart what the Lord was getting at. I knew what was happening before the meeting came to an end. God's going to ask me to do a 40-day fast. I'd never done one before. So he asked me, and sure enough, by the end, I could, I could hear the Holy Ghost. I want you to do a 40-day fast. I was like, let me get my heart right on it. Let me make sure I'm at the right place. And I thought about it. In the next 40 days that's coming up, when God asked me to do it, in the next 40 days, I'm going to have three trips, Rachel's birthday, my birthday cake, party, my birthday, Rachel's birthday, and I'm coaching soccer. And I'm running around teaching the kids what to do. I'm running with them. I would run with them every day. Now, by the end of it, I didn't run with them every single day. I'd taught them earlier on. But, but at that point, I'm running. I'm showing them different techniques and moves. And I'm out there every day. And I'm working full time, you know, doing pastoring and everything. And I, I'm like, man, I was busy. I was like, Lord, do you know what's going to be during this period of 40 days? Do you know what's coming up? He was like, of course I do. I said, and there's two birthdays. I don't want to not celebrate Rachel's birthday. I like celebrating birthdays. He said, are you more hungry for me? Or for cake. The answer has been cake, Lord. It's not now, but it has been cake. I'm going to tell you, when I hit points in that fast and I, I wanted to be like, okay, I'm done. Because really, all I committed to at the beginning was 21 days. And then at 21 days, I was going to pray and see if he wanted me to go to 40. And uh, when I got 21 days, I knew I was supposed to go to 40. But I had that idea the whole time that I was probably going to do 40. But I'd only made that commitment of 21 days, which is what he had asked me to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, I realized when I wanted to quit and, you know, when, when my flesh was trying to yell and scream at me, I'm more hungry for you than I am for that food, Lord. I got to have you. 
I got to have you. I got to walk in your goodness. I got to carry your glory. I got to carry your fire. I need things to change for me. I need things to change for the church. I need things to change in people's lives. We got to carry something real. It's the problem that's been happening in the American church. It's not been real. It's been a bunch of talk. Lord, I got to be real. I got to carry your glory. I got to carry your fire. It's got to be real. I need your anointing. It's got to be real. I'm more hungry for you. See, that's not just talk for a pastor. That's believers, or it should be. But are we hungry for it? Are we satisfied? Are we hungry for it, or are we satisfied? we got to get hungry for it. And listen to this verse again. Say to the righteous, it will go well for them, for they will eat the fruit of their actions. What kind of actions are you going to take so that you can eat the fruit of it? What kind of actions are you going to take so that you can eat the fruit of it? And I can tell you, when you first start fasting, it's like your flesh is so loud. And, and it's so boisterous and it's like a bully and wants you to stop, all that kind of stuff. But after a while, your spirit gets stronger. Then all of a sudden, what, what was so hard at the beginning, it starts being easy. And it starts being easier. And you, you first started out, when I started talking to uh, believers, and, and I started, because after that, I did that one, a few months later, the Lord told me to do it again. And I got real skinny, real skinny. You know, the kind of skinny where people are like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I've just changed my eating habits, obviously. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Actually, I'm great. Walking with the Lord. But here's the thing. Then the Lord said, I want you to talk to the church about fasting. Not just our church, but when you go places, talk about fasting. And I said, but your word says, if I talk about fasting, I'm going to be talking about stuff that I went through, and I'm, I'm not supposed to let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, that kind of stuff. He, he said, how do you think you know about fasting? Somebody talked about it and preached it and taught it. I'm asking you to preach it and teach it. I was like, oh, okay. And so I started talking about it, and what I found was most of the American church has never fasted. They've never fasted. And if they have fasted, the majority of them have never gone more than like three days of, of full fast. Most of them have never gone and fasted on a regular basis more than three days. We used to do three, five, seven-day fasts just because in the middle of the year. It wasn't the first of the year thing, just because just it was a fasted lifestyle, a lifestyle of fasting. We just, we just would do that. You know, Jesus said this. He didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. He didn't say if. He said when. When. Why should we look at that and be like, oh, I have a choice? It, uh, it, fasting is a responsibility of a believer. When you fast. The question is, what will we do? What, what kind of actions will we take that we'll eat the fruit of? If we're the kind of people that draws back from responsibility and discipline, then we'll eat the fruit of that. But if we'll say, Lord, I can't stay here. I must increase like you increase. I must increase like Paul increased. 
I must go forward into what's your normal. This normal that I've been living in that the world has taught me is not enough. I've got to go forward. Then you will start to eat the fruit of it. And I'm telling you, it becomes sweet. It becomes to the place where you don't want to stop. Oh, I don't want to stop it. I've gotten to the end of fast. I even, both of those 40-day fasts, I'm like, I'm going to miss this. I'm not going to miss the not eating. I'm going to miss the sweetness of the fellowship, a pure spiritual fellowship with God that happens during that fast. And I literally began to long for it not to end. What? That's crazy. I know. It breaks the logic of the world. But that's the beauty of God's supernatural supply. And not only that, but in the middle of it, I started finding a place where God gave me supernatural strength that didn't even make sense. I found out that there was a grace that was available to give you supernatural strength. One thing I was reminded of uh, just this morning is that at one, at one point, when I started drawing on the supernatural grace of God, I'd been losing weight. Boom, 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 boom. Losing weight, losing weight. I was already really skinny at this point. This is in the second fast. I'm losing weight. As soon as I said, Lord, I'm drawing on your supernatural grace, your supernatural strength, my weight loss stopped and even out. He was supernaturally feeding me in a way that I couldn't even comprehend. There's a supernatural power that God will release to someone who sets their heart to do supernatural things. Psalms 1-3 says this, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves nev never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. Did you know that's a promise for you? We are called to increase. We are called to produce fruit in every season. We're, we're never supposed to shrink back. We're never supposed to wither. We're supposed to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And one of those tools to move in that is fasting and going after him. To increase, supernatural increase. Proverbs 4.18 But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Every step of our life should be brighter. And the next step, brighter. And the next step, brighter. We're not called to sit. We're called to grow. We're called to step into the next place, to increase. But you're not going to eat the fruit of increase without giving yourself to the actions of godliness. I'm telling you, you can't reach your destiny. Anybody ever feel inside of them, God's got a plan for my life. He's got a destiny. And I know he's called me to something greater. I'm telling you, you won't reach that destiny without fasting. Bishop David Oyedepo says this, don't eat away your destiny. Don't eat away your destiny. Fasting is a supernatural tool that God has given us. And I want to remind you, what's my goal in this message? And for everybody that's hearing it, for everybody that's hearing it, to consider how can I fast at a higher level than I have before? 
For some of us, it'll just mean starting. For some of us, it'll just mean starting. But see, if you'll start, you can grow, and you can grow, and you can grow. I want everybody to consider, how can I fast at a higher level than I have before? How can I fast at a different level? Now, ultimately, a biblical fast literally means to cover your mouth so that you're not eating anything. You're, you're covering your mouth. And you have biblical fasts where there's no food. But then you have other fasts as well. One that I think is very, very good is what's basically a daytime fast. So they have basically one meal a day, like after 6 p.m. Some people call it a 6 to 6 fast. You eat one meal a day, right? One meal a day doesn't mean three different you know, value meals from not just one order, one, one meal a day, right? And, you, and so every day you're taking in some food, it's giving you uh, work, but you're feeling it up to that point each day. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If everybody in here did that for 21 days, I would be thrilled as a pastor. But don't stop there. Let that entice you and grow you to more. In other words, grow your ability Start out with 21 days of, you know, like Luke. Luke has given up sugar and uh, junk food. No snacks, no junk food, no sugar for these 21 days. And, and he's a kid. Uh, the girls, they're doing a full-out fast. They're, here's the thing. Let the Lord tell you what to do. It doesn't mean that you have zero food for the next 21 days. That's not what I'm asking you. What I'm asking you to do is, Start on the supernatural journey. Start. Play a part. What's important I found in a church is that when God tells a church to do something, everybody will do things on different levels, but it's important that each person do something. Even when we're giving towards a project, I don't care how much, but each person should give something. Why? It draws the whole body into unity. We're, we're paying a price together. We're giving together. We're walking together. We're in unity, and that's where God commands the blessing. I'm asking you to commit. Do something. There's different kinds of fasts. I'm going to talk about it this week. And even if you haven't started yet, you can still start. That's fine. Supernatural things happen in our lives because we apply supernatural principles. But fleshly things happen in our lives because we apply fleshly principles. You want fleshly, non-supernatural power to continue in your life? Don't fast. You want supernatural things to happen? Do a supernatural action. One of the things that God says in Hebrews 11:6 is this, those that seek me, he is a rewarder of them that seek him. In the King James it says, those that diligently seek him. When you're fasting, it's all about seeking God. Obviously, it's like this doesn't make sense to the natural man at all. At all. But Lord, I want you. I need you in my life. I need you in my life. And what does God say? When you will seek me, he is a rewarder. I'm talking to a bunch of people who are going to walk out 21 days from now with a reward. Things are going to be different. You're going to walk out with a reward. You're going to walk out with a reward. Now, I'll give you a caution. Don't try to be uber Christian. Don't try to be super Christian, right? 
Don't try to be, I'm going to do it. I'm going, matter of fact, just because you said 40 days, I'm going to go 40 days without any food. I'm going to do it right now. I'll talk to you next week. Or maybe a couple of days from now. The key is seek the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do? Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And what will it do for you? If you read in Isaiah chapter 58, you'll see all the benefits of fasting. I'm going to go through those, all of these details and how to do it all this week on the broadcast. It'll be a clinic for how to fast and how to start, how to begin, how to go deeper. It'll be a clinic on that starting tomorrow, like I said, with you know, five things most people don't know about fasting. And if they knew it, it would change their whole approach. Here's, here's what I want you to see. In, in Isaiah 58, just looking at a couple of verses, in verse 6, it says this. Let's put this verse up on Isaiah 58, 6. I just want you to see, not going in detail here, but just see a couple of things that it says. Isaiah 58, 6. Is this not the fast which I choose? to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and watch this, and break every yoke. Anybody have any yokes in their life they want broken, completely broken? To break every bondage, every one. Fasting done correctly will break every bondage. That's God telling you. It'll break every one. What kind of bondages are we talking about? Did you know that debt is a bondage? You want, you want supernatural debt cancellation, debt to be erased completely? Fasting does it. Fasting will lead you into it. It breaks the bondages. How about sickness? You want the bonds of sickness to be broken over your life, not just what you might be going through now, for the rest of the year. Lord, I'm fasting to break the bonds of sickness in my home this year. It will not come near me. I'm walking it. It's going to break the bondage. How about addictions? Addictions. You had something you've been wanting to break for years and years now. It's been a bondage over you. It's been over your head. You're tired of it. And it's time for it to be broken. Fasting breaks the bondage of addictions. It breaks the bondages of lack. Lack is a bondage. It breaks every yoke, every burden. It breaks it when we fast. How about the lack of sleep? Anybody would like to sleep better? It breaks the bondage of a lack. A lack of sleep is a bondage. How about uh, even having in your sleep nightmares? Things like that. It breaks the bondage. How about a lack of peace? You just always feel agitated and stirred up. And it's been a bondage in your life. Fasting will break these things. How about a lack of hope? A lack of confidence? A lack of joy? A lack of expectation? Like you just, it's almost like you want to believe God, but you're just not. And you have a lack of hope in your life. That's a bondage. Fasting will start to break that. It'll break every yoke. In verse 7, look at verse 7. 
you become, how many people would like to walk more like Jesus? Like, I want to walk more like him. Look at verse 7. Fasting, is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked and to cover him and not hide yourself, hide yourself from your own flesh? In other words, you'll start to think and be empowered to be more like him, to walk like him, to do what you need to do, to do the things of ministry, to walk like Jesus. Look at verse 8. This is a major verse. Then your light will break out like the dawn. Your recovery will speedily spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Why do these things happen? Because a person is fasting. Supernatural revelation and power. They know things before they should know them in the earth. They know things supernaturally. They have things revealed. They read their Bible and it comes alive to them. How does that happen? Because of fasting. When I did that first 40-day fast, day two of the fast, I was reading through, through some scriptures. Day two. I got one of the greatest revelations I've ever gotten in my life. Day two of that fast. Day two. Supernatural revelation. I mean, it changed everything. In our finances and in our provision, changed everything. Came about because I was fasting. Supernatural revelation. Supernatural power. Walking in power. When I did that fast, there was a power came on me like I'd never seen before. Never had I experienced it. Supernatural power. Your light will break out. Your recovery starts and it's speedily. It's speedy recovery. It's none of this waiting forever for this thing to get over. No, when you fast, supernatural speedy recovery happens right then. It helps us to live righteously and do those things. If you live righteously, you'll be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing and the blessings of God will start to pile up in your life. How many people want the blessings of God to pile? Not just one every now and then. You want them to pile in your life. It comes because we take the right righteous actions. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Fasting will help you walk uprightly, and then you'll walk right into the blessing, and the blessings will start to pile in your life. He helps us live righteously, righteous stability. Our righteousness is a stable. Anybody ever felt like your life was just always on an axis, and it never was stable? It was always unsettled. When you start to walk righteously, righteousness is our firm foundation. It's the foundation. It will cause our life to stand up straight and to not wobble. It will cause authority. Righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. In other words, it's like a king and he points it at a thing and it just happens. It just becomes, right? Righteousness is that scepter, the word says. And when we fast, we become a person of authority. Lord, this needs to change. And it changes. And it changes. Not only that, but in righteousness, in Romans, it teaches us that grace comes through righteousness. Grace is a supernatural power to lift you up, to help you, to be your supernatural strength. When other people can't do it, you can do it. And it comes through righteousness, which comes through fasting. 
is enhanced by fast. You're righteous because of Christ, but you walk in more righteousness when you fast. You walk it out. You have a supernatural protection of glory. In the next verse it says this, and you will call on me and I'll hear and I'll answer. Anybody ever been talking to the Lord and you're like, I just don't feel like he's home sometimes. Like, uh, you know he is, but you just, you don't hear from him. And you want to hear from him. I need to hear what to do. You walk in that more as you fast. Fasting can completely take your life and flip it 180 degrees. Everything that's been going wrong, it can set it all straight. One of the greatest things about fasting is it resets everything. It resets our body physically. It resets us spiritually. It resets everything. And at the beginning of this year, it's a time to reset into the goodness of God. God's causing you and he wants you to increase. And he's laying out in front of you, I will give you the power and the strength to do this. Do you trust me and will you go with me? You'll eat the fruit of your actions. And this is what God's saying this year. What actions are you going to take? What actions are you going to take? Now this week during the broadcast, we'll be answering questions about it. We'll be taking questions every day about fasting. I already have three or four that are lined up, different things. We'll be helping people to start or helping people to go higher. Why? Because we want people to go to a different level. I don't want you to sit still. I want you to increase like Jesus increased and like Paul increased. But you're going to eat the fruit of your actions. A good question is, Lord, what do you want me to fast? What do you want me to give you during these 21 days? What do you want me to give to you? There's different fasts. Daniel fast, which is basically eating uh, no sweets and no meats and stuff like that. Fruits and vegetables, basically. I'll talk more about that later, but that, that, that can be a good one. The, you know, one time a day, a one meal a day, that's a great fast. That's a great fast. You still get uh, some nutrition that you physically need, but you still feel that draw each day, and you have to put down the flesh. What kind of fast does God want you to do? A full fast? You know, full food, only liquids? Strictly water fast? Nothing, no, no calories whatsoever? That was the majority of biblical fasts. But then a lot of those were just during the daylight hours as well. What does God want you to do? I need to be a part of this fast because I'm a part of this body. Lord, what do you want me to do? The last time that that uh, we really started out and we had people starting to fast for the first time. We watched as people in the church had stuff that they had been dealing with for years and they just started falling. Bondage broken, bondage broken, bondage broken, bondage broken. God wants to raise you higher and he's going to do it in here. We are going to eat as a body. We're going to eat the fruit of our actions as we go after God. We're going up. We're going to a different level. And we're going to do it as we discipline not only our body, but also towards godliness. We're going to discipline ourselves for godliness. And as we do that, God's going to pour it out. Is there anybody here that says, I'm going to receive during this period of time because I'm going to go after him. Lord, I'm going to receive. 
I need to go after you. Lord, I need change. I need my life to turn around 180 degrees. I need those things to go in a different direction. I need breakthrough. I need every bondage broken. Lord, I need what do you call normal. I need what do you call normal. I don't need to be held back in any area. Lord, you're not held back in any area, and I'm a part of you, and you're a part of me. And Lord, I know that in order to get to that place, you will give me the strength that I need to make it happen. If you're calling me to fast, you'll give me a supernatural grace and a supernatural strength to make those things happen. Father, right now, we just ask you, Lord, let your supernatural grace come on your people. Let them see with new eyes what they need to do, the actions that you're calling them to. Lord, let any deception, veils of deception, that would hold people back from the supernatural breakthrough. Lord, let them see clearly. Let those veils dissolve. Father, let us be empowered with all your might, not our might, but your might to fast for you, to go after you, to see a breakthrough in this year. 2021 will not be a year like it has been before. It'll be a breakthrough year. It'll be a breakthrough year. It'll be a breakthrough year for us. Say it with me. It'll be a breakthrough year for us. We're breaking through. I'm breaking through. My family's breaking through. I'll not sit idle, but I'll discipline myself. I'm going after you, Lord. This is my year for breakthrough. This is our year as a church for breakthrough. I'll do my part. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. It's our breakthrough year. It's your breakthrough year. Thank you, Lord. 